Good morning. Seven minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. I will respond to a couple of emails I got about libertarians and Ukraine. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, global warming. The Republicans, another example of why I don't trust them. Uh, those are all coming up in this hour, probably in the next, uh, well, we'll start off with Ukraine right now. Uh, I'm certainly glad to be back. Um, Gwen liked to work me to death. And so, so this is this is an advantage. I'm working. I can't do that. Uh, that honey do list. Anyway, uh, the telephone number eight hundred five two nine five five seven two eight seven four ninety three ninety. If you're local, you can also go to GaryNolan.com. Send me a message. It will pop up right here in studio. Uh, so I got a couple of messages about uh, the the war in Ukraine and how libertarians are in favor of it. Uh, well, like Republicans and Democrats, Libertarians are a mixed bag. Some believe that it's worthy cause, others not so much. Most Libertarians, I would argue, think it's not really a worthy cause. And I'm among them. I, I don't believe it's the job of the government uh, to send your tax dollars to other countries to defend themselves. You may describe me as an isolationist. I don't care. I'm not an isolationist. I'm perfectly willing to to have trade um, with any country, and I think that's uh, that's how you uh, define isolationism. If they aren't, if you're not willing to communicate and trade, I am. I think we should uh, continue to communicate with all countries, but um, this. You know, this war in Ukraine, we just have no business uh, getting involved in it. Simply shouldn't be. Um, anyway, uh, 874-9390, the toll-free number is 800-529-5572 if you want in uh, on the conversation. But I just don't think it's worth it. I don't think we should be taking your... If you want to send money, well, that's Okay. You can do that. But I don't think the government should do that. I don't think it's their job to do that. Um, if if, uh, if you feel like it's worth it, donate. I'm good with that. Uh, otherwise, no. Nah. So uh, that was my, uh, my answer to those questions. And uh, you, you can, if you disagree, you know, feel free. Give me a call, but I don't see where spending your dollars to defend some other country um, makes any sense. All right, let me uh, let me do this. Let me set that up. Okay, I'm ready to go. Um, I don't buy into man-made global warming, especially not in terms of uh, the effects that the left seem to believe. They are wrapped up in this belief. They are absolutely convinced. And we're seeing more and more violence um, against uh, the oil companies. And uh, it, it just, it's getting out of hand. They suffer what's called uh, noble cause corruption. Uh, Brian had never heard of that before. But that's where you believe in something so much. And this is what the Democrats do all the time. They believe in something so much that they believe the end justifies the means. That is to say, if we have to, uh, you know, let the air out of the tires on your SUV to send a message, even though it's illegal, we don't care. 
it's sending you a message to stop driving a gas-drinking uh, sport utility vehicle. Uh, if I have to block traffic and break the law uh, by gluing my hands to the floor on the highway uh, so that cars can't pass, it's okay because the end justifies the means. They're so wrapped up in their belief that they don't care uh, what laws they break in order to accomplish their goals. Uh, that's just the way the left work. Uh, you almost can't help it. Uh, admire their tenacity. Uh, but they won't listen to anything else that anybody else says. And that's, and that's where they stand on global warming. Oh, my God, global warming is just so horrible. There is this great fear uh, that somehow the world is going to come to an end. And they won't listen to anybody on the other side. And they won't even listen to skeptics on the other side who make very valid arguments about why man-made global warming doesn't exist. So these things aren't going to stop. They're teaching them in grade school. They're teaching them in high school that it's real, that all the experts agree. Uh, so you can count on this not stopping anytime soon. They're going to get crazier and crazier. Um, and, you know, this whole push for battery-powered cars. Brian, it's been um, over a week, so I, you know, I, I, now I don't remember. Did we play the second part of John Stossel's battery I don't power? believe we did, no. We just did the uh, first one. John Stossel has been doing uh, this uh, kind of recap on, on uh, battery-powered cars. And he has made some really valid points about how absolutely horrible uh, battery-powered cars are. Uh, it takes a ton of gravel, a, a ton of uh, earth to come up with enough minerals to produce one battery for a car. Uh, and they're using, you know, diesel-powered vehicles. You can't use the battery-powered vehicles. They won't hold up. They, they just don't have it. Uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. Yeah, we're going to take a, a quick break here in just a minute or so. And uh, I will play that other John Stossel piece. Because if you're a battery-powered car uh, supporter, you really think that these things are you know the, the best things since sliced bread. Uh, you're going to want to hear the other side of the coin. And I know that a lot of people on the left who are listening to the program think battery-powered cars great, internal combustion engines bad, carbon dioxide, uh, CO2 just uh, destroying the world. But this is an insane push, this battery-powered car thing. So we'll play that uh, part two. Uh, and then uh, CBS, what a revelation, last week, and I missed it. Oh, my goodness. That's coming up on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 18 minutes after 9 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. 
Uh, a couple of minutes with John Stossel. This is part two. We played part one uh, oh, about three weeks ago, and uh, finally John uh, Stossel put out part two. This is about battery-powered cars. And this whole thing is all over man-made global warming, which is, you know, it just, it, it's not a problem. Uh, so anyway, this was, I thought, really good, and I'm sorry we didn't play it sooner, but here we go. John Stossel, electric cars. You're going to hear some things, some facts here. You're going to be surprised. Well, here are some inconvenient facts you probably don't know. This is part two of our series on electric cars. We keep hearing. The future of the auto industry is electric, electric, and battery technology. Battery technology. That's key because we need to store the electric power. But storing large amounts of energy in batteries has a problem. Batteries are really lousy at storing energy. They leak energy constantly. They leak and they don't hold a lot. Physicist Mark Mill says electric cars are great, but oil begins with a huge advantage over the chemicals that are in a battery. Oil has about 5,000% more energy in it per pound. And we see this in electric cars. Electric cars' battery weighs 1,000 pounds. It's what the battery weighs. It's replacing about 80 pounds of gasoline. All right, you're talking today, but the batteries are going to get smaller and better. They've gotten way more powerful, long-lasting, and affordable. All of this is just a prologue to what the next batteries are going to do. I can't wait. Will they be something like the one Iron Man has? Yeah, I can fly. Iron Man with the, uh, the power pack that he puts in his chest or the Terminator. Could happen. Things improve. Engineers are really good at making things better, but they can't make them better than the laws of physics permit. That will never happen in any place except comic books. That's inconvenient fact four. Miracle batteries, powerful enough to replace fossil fuels, are a fantasy. Because nature is not nice to humans, we store energy for when it's going to be really cold or really hot. The people who imagine an energy transition would want to build windmills and solar panels to store all that energy in batteries. But you do the arithmetic and you find out you need to build about $100 trillion worth of batteries to store the same amount of energy that Europe has in storage now for this winter. And it would take the world's battery factories about 400 years to manufacture that many batteries. 400 years? Politicians don't mention that. That leads to another problem the politicians don't mention. They say every car will be electric. California will require all new cars sold to be zero emission vehicles. If that were somehow to happen. That means a lot more electric vehicles drawing power from the grid. But the grid is already limited. So limited that last summer, California's governor told people, don't use your electric car. Asking residents to avoid charging their EVs in order to conserve energy. Roughly speaking, you have to uh, double your electric grid to move the energy out of gasoline into the electric sector. No one is planning to double the electric grid in California, so there'll be rationing. Rationing. When there isn't enough electricity, cities will simply turn some of the power off. That's inconvenient fact five. We just don't have enough electricity for all electric cars. And we'll have even less of it if we try to get all our electricity from renewable energy like wind and solar. Our president says... We're going to achieve a carbon pollution-free electric sector by the year 2035. And all of the media believe it. It's amazing that all these smart people and supposed leaders 
say these things. It's upsetting. It really has been an extraordinary accomplishment of propaganda, and there's no other word for it. Oil and gas is going to take everything we know and love. Wind and solar, renewable versus oil and gas, it's, it's almost infantile. It's really, it, it's distressing because it's so silly. Because even if engineers invent much better wind turbines and solar panels and power lines and batteries... You're still drilling things. You're still digging up stuff. You're still building machines that wear out. We're still driving big trucks, whether you drill a gas well or build a wind turbine. It's, it's all the same, really. It's just big machines to make lots of energy for humanity. It's not magical transformation. In many respects, the parts that aren't different are worse, unfortunately. The politicians are making us pay more to do things that hurt the environment. You're up going back to coal. Burning coal in homes and open stoves because they're so afraid they're going to freeze this winter. People fearful of winter shortages wait for days and nights to stock up on heating fuel. Lines going for miles in Poland. These are people picking up coal to take home to be sure they won't freeze this winter. This is crazy. So what we've done now is had our energy systems designed by bureaucrats instead of by engineers. And what we're getting is worse energy, more expensive energy, and higher environmental impacts. That's what we're doing. As for electric cars, I like them. Maybe I'll buy one. But I won't pretend it'll make me some kind of environmental hero. There'll be lots more electric cars in the future, and there should be, because that'll reduce demand for oil, which is a good thing. But when you do the math, the arithmetic on the scales of demand to operate a society with billions of people, with five or six billion people who are live in poverty, we can't imagine. When you want to give them a little bit of what we have, the energy demands are off the charts big. We're going to need everything. Everything includes fossil fuel. So... Uh, you know, all you people that are, and I, I imagine most of the listeners of this program know better, but all those people still listening who believe battery-powered cars and CO2 and man-made global warming, you haven't done your homework. You've just listened to one side, and you've been hammered with that argument since grade school, and you don't know what you don't know. This push is nonsense. You're You're... The utility bills, if you live in Colombia, are extraordinarily higher than they have to be. All this because they're somehow convinced that this anthropogenic global warming is caused by burning CO2 or burning fossil fuels and the world is going to come to an end. It most certainly won't. Look into the other side. That's all I ask. Go find other experts from the other side and listen to their arguments because they're logical. They make sense. <sighs> it's crazy making. 874-9390 toll free 800-529-5572 Dwayne says, uh, speaking of battery powered cars, did you see that Musk is going to now be producing hydrogen powered cars? No. I did not see that. And I am a car guy. Um, the, the problem with hydrogen is, again, you have to use um, CO2 to get to burn fossil fuels to create, uh, to, to extract the hydrogen. And I'm not sure uh, that that's all that efficient. Just 
don't push it. And, and here's the beauty of this. If you, if you don't push it, then the auto manufacturers will slowly develop at their own pace until they've perfected it. Alternative uh, 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 methods of propulsion for cars. Just leave them alone. They'll do it on their own. They'll create something. They'll see where the demand is. And and it'll happen naturally. But this, this you know, being shoved over the cliff just doesn't make sense. We've got some, uh, some gun studies and a, a Republican, and this is one of the reasons that uh, I'm not a big fan of Republicans. Uh, they just very often uh, create problems for us. Uh, they're, they're just not sincerely conservative. Uh, Brian Fitzpatrick was on Fox News Sunday, uh, and he's the head of this problem solvers group. He's the Republican representative, which it, it, to me uh, just uh, spells uh, wishy-washy, uh, mushy uh, conservative. So he was on, and they, and they talked about um, uh, uh, the rail strike, the looming rail strike, which uh, we also, by the way, ought to talk about, too, uh, because uh, when that rail strike first hit, I did comment on how uh, Biden would have to find a way to not offend his union support and yet not let the strike happen, uh, and he did, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that. But anyway, uh, the conversation segued into, uh, into guns. And Fitzpatrick talked about an assault weapons ban, which Biden wants to get through between now and the change in power in the House of Representatives. I don't think he'll make it, but it's Republicans like Fitzpatrick that, that worry me. Republicans have done as much or more damage when it comes to the Second Amendment than the Democrats have done. You know, you can... Look at a whole host of legislation that they've supported that is, you know, in violation of the Second Amendment. And uh, red flag laws are a problem for me. I, I don't know how you craft a red flag law that enables uh, individuals to not lose their, their rights, that doesn't violate their rights. But anyway, we'll spend a couple of minutes on this, but next Saturday on Gary on Guns, we'll go into much greater detail. Uh, we'll we'll cover uh, the 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 many problems of uh, red flag laws. So, all right, we are up against the clock. We've got to take a quick break. When we come back, I'll give you the audio of Brian Fitzpatrick uh, talking about uh, gun control and assault weapons ban. Uh, Mark on Facebook yesterday, I heard the Domino's Pizza commercial saying that they were saving the planet because they're starting to use electric vehicles. How can they make such claims uh, when recent studies dispute the claims entirely? Because people like to shop at and buy products from companies they think are, you know, warm and fuzzy and nice, and they just don't know better. You're listening to the Gary Nolan Show, and it's the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. Thirty-five minutes, nine thirty-five. Glad to have you with us. Uh, so I was talking about uh, Fox News Sunday, uh, Republican Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick, 
he was on ostensibly to talk about the, the looming rail strike, uh, but went on to uh, to talk about gun control and assault weapons ban. And because we had another shooting, another rifle, here we go. It's another push. Uh, and Biden is, you know, determined. He wants to. Uh, he wants to get a, an assault weapons ban. And we really need to quit using that term because everything that you, every object you see, can be an assault weapon. Your hands and your feet can be an assault weapon, and they kill more people than semi-automatic rifles. Revolvers can be, a, baseball bats can be, your blender can be an assault weapon. But this is, this is one of the reasons Republicans scare me. But would you support an assault rifle ban? Well, I voted for it, Jennifer. Uh, it's already come up in the House several months back. So that's sitting in the Senate, um, and that's, uh, that's where it resides right now. There's talk of more red flag laws, which allow authorities to temporarily confiscate firearms if mm. the person is a threat to themselves or others. You're one of five Republican House members who voted for a federal red flag law this summer, and you're the only one of the five who ran for re-election. Should the Republican Party support red flag laws? Are you noticing any shift among your colleagues? His long answer is yes. But, you know, everybody thinks the Republicans are, you know, real constitutionalists. Republicans believe this. And clearly they're not. Clearly they're not. This guy and others voted for an assault weapons ban, for a semi-automatic rifle ban. It's not in the Constitution. Neither is the, the, the capacity of Congress to pass a red flag law. That's not in their that's not their their venue. That's not something they should be doing. But here you've got a Republican who's who's pushing this, and it, you know, and the Democrats, of course, they would be happy if they could ban everything. They they'd be happy if they could ban all these guns, any gun. They they don't like guns. They're terrified of people who carry guns. But bad news for them. Bad news for them. Trend. In loaded handgun carrying among adult handgun owners in the United States, 2015 through 2019. By the way, why would you carry a handgun that was not loaded? That's just asking to get killed. But that aside, uh, the objective of the study to determine the frequency of loaded handgun carrying among U.S. adult handgun owners overall uh, by the state concealed carry law status. And the results, 30.3%, uh, 95% confidence interval uh, of handgun owners carried handguns monthly, uh, of whom 38.1% did so daily. In permitless carry states, 29.7% uh, of handgun owners carried handguns in the past month. It, it, it's it roughly 40%, nearly half of the country are carrying guns. This is a good thing. So this this anti-gun push is just, it, it's going to be problematic for those cowardly Republicans uh, and frankly for Democrats who are on the wrong side of the issue. Uh, let's see, this guy has been writing about the insanity of the lefties. 
Money. Okay. All right. I'll get to that. 874-9390. Toll free 800-529-5572. Uh, what we ought to do is, is make a commitment to not use the term assault weapon. Because anything can be an assault weapon. Anything. Let's just call it what it is. It is a semi-automatic rifle. It, it may look ominous to some, but that's all it is. Quit calling it what they want us to call it, because that means they're they're winning. They're 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 winning the uh, the war of terminology. Let me go to the phones, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Bill is on down in Jeff. Hey, Bill, welcome. How are you? Hey, Gary. Uh, so, uh, words are nowadays considered to be assault. I mean, just the things that come out of your mouth could be considered assault, but not yours personally. But um, <laughs> I have a theory on the gun ban that the, the liberals have been pushing for, for so long. And my theory uh, was proven over the weekend in Jeff City with a double homicide with a, a guy that had a, a gun that was a felon. It shouldn't have had a gun. And so the liberals or the, the powers that may be, it could be Republicans in charge of, as well, but they don't have any way to prevent felons from having guns other than saying, hey, you're a felon, you can't have a gun. That's, that's all they've got. So they figure if they take guns away from all of us, even legal constitutional right to carry gun owners, they take all of our guns and they've solved their problem. But it's, yeah. the, it's the felons like this past weekend that have guns and use guns um, that are the problem. That's not, not the one like myself or you or anybody else that, that's trained, that respects the gun, that uses it legally um, for sport, hunting, whatever, self-protection. But for them to take it away from all. It's just like you're in grade school and little Timmy got in trouble. So no recess for everybody because of little Timmy. And that's kind of my theory with the gun thing is, is they want to take it away from all of us because they can't, they can't get it out of the hands of the felons. Yeah. Well, the sad part about this is their absolute ignorance in believing that taking away guns from all of us is going to also take away guns from the bad guys. But it's not going to solve the problem with with homicides and and, 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 and criminal acts because if they take away all the guns, then they'll go back to, to rocks or knives or swords. Well, or, even at Bill, the, the bad guys will still have guns. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. That's my theory. They can't get it away from the guy, the bad guy. They, they don't have a process. And getting guns, and, and then when you have uh, the, the the Columbia City Council last week vote down that camera situation, that in my opinion would have would have uh, really helped with people being falsely accused. Not to mention, you know, the smash and grabs and all this other stuff. You know, the average citizen in Columbia wants lower crime rates, but they're not willing um, to give up any of their liberties to get to get there. But um, but yeah, you're you're absolutely right. It's just it's it, it's it's you're talking out of both sides of your mouth there. Yeah, it's absolute ignorance. All right, uh, Bill, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Eight seven four ninety three ninety eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. How absolutely ignorant do you have to be to believe 
that because you've taken away the rights of, you know, legal gun owners or banned guns in their entirety, that somehow the bad guys aren't going to be armed. Australia ought to be perfect proof of that. Canada ought to be perf- uh, proof that it doesn't work. Herb, down at the lake, how are you this morning? I'm good. Every time there is conversation about gun control, we must remind the citizens and the listening audience that the founders gave us the Second Amendment so that we could overthrow the, our own government when it became tyrannical. Yep. And I think they even qualified it as not if but when they become tyrannical. So what is the reason for the elitist groups uh, uh, that are uh, so involved in this country? What is their purpose for trying to take guns away from the citizens? Well, I think they want to protect big government, ultimately. They're, not so really, they're really not so stupid as to believe that uh, if they uh, continue along this path, that somehow... Um, the uh, the bad guys are going to do the right thing. They 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 know that's not going to work, so they have to have an alternative reason. And I believe that alternative reasoning is to um, protect themselves when they get uh, absolutely crazy and like force everybody to get yes. a COVID shot. By the way, I owe you a dinner. You do. You 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 won the bet. What was the bet? The bet was, remember I was saying that uh, back in the summertime that the uh, Democrats would create total social and economic chaos and declare martial law and say that we could not have elections under these circumstances. You know, I do remember that. Yeah, and you said a dinner at some wild and exotic place. Yeah, CC City Uh, Broiler. Yeah, I, I, I've got an appointment here in another hour up in Columbia. So around lunchtime or thereafter, I should be heading back to the lake, and I could pay up if you I'll want tell you to what, have I'll tell, you what you, I'll tell you what you can do, Herb. What's you that? can uh, donate to any pro-life organization you want. Uh, <laughs> 35 bucks. How's that? Okay. Hey, uh, you're a man of uh, great honor and integrity. And I trust that you are, too, and that you will donate 35 bucks to a pro-life organization. I'll do that on your behalf. All right, Herb, thank you. <laughs> you bet. Bye-bye. Right, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Brian, am I up against the clock here? Yes, I am. All right, quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 9.51. Glad to have you with us. Uh, it's the Gary Nolan Show, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Chris says Reagan and Trump are worse for the Second Amendment than Obama and Biden. Uh, absolutely right. M- uh, Michael says uh, it's becoming clear to me the Republicans are bad, but the Democrats are worse. Where does that leave us? Well, that was, that's was that been my point all along, libertarian. Uh, what good is it to vote for Republicans who will literally um, compromise so far to the left that that there's no reason for the Republicans to exist. Where do liberty-loving folks move after the Repu- United States takes our weapons? I, you know, Anson, I really don't know. Right now, we're the best game in town. 
Uh, let's head down to Springfield and say hello to Dennis. Welcome, Dennis. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, most people don't realize it. When you are an unarmed citizen, you are no longer a citizen. You are a subject. You are a serf. You're a potential victim. Yeah, well, you, you don't have to be armed uh, necessarily to avoid those things, but you have to be able and willing, if need be, uh, to defend yourself. Uh, otherwise, you become those things. Also, one quick fact for everyone to know. The Ford F-150 Lightning has two batteries. The bigger the two batteries, they have to mine 1.2 million pounds of earth out of the way to get to the minerals. Uh, I know they, uh, I know there are tons uh, of, of, of earth that have to be moved to make any battery. Uh, it's just yeah. absolutely pathetically stupid, and I don't believe we're going to go... Uh, the route of uh, all electric vehicles. At some point, reality is going to sink in. Glenn, and welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Good morning, Gary. It's a pleasure to speak with you as always. And we appreciate you getting good information out here. Uh, back to the, the audio on the electric cars. Uh, could you give everybody uh, the information to be able to get a hold of that, John Stossel, however you spell it? Uh, it's, uh, John S-T-O-S-S-E-L. Just look up John Stossel. You'll see the John Stossel Network. There are two parts on that. Uh, we played the first part a few weeks ago, uh, and then the other part, the second part today. Uh, but it tells you, do you realize that if we wanted to go to all carbon-free, we would have to put solar panels up across the entire United States? I mean, every, the whole country would have to be covered with them. Uh, it's just plain stupid. But go to John, yeah. look up John Stossel uh, in your uh, search engine. Okay, I wasn't sure how to spell it, Gary. Yeah, you and I know how ridiculous all this is, but uh, we need to get the news out to everybody else, too, and appreciate your help. Thanks, Glenn, and glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. S-T-O-S-S-E-L, uh, John Stossel. Uh, Gary, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I am good, Gary. You're just so spot on on... Uh, there's an update on John Stossel. There was a World Energy Conference on our election day, and all the major players from wind, solar, uh, nuclear, and carbon were there. And they came out with, uh, we have 8 billion people, and we're going to need 7 million more barrels of oil a day in the next five years, and within 15 years, EV cars will be non-existent because they're not scalable. It's like you've been talking with Stossel's problems. They just cannot get the raw material to scale it, Gary. And that was uh, big money people that really know what they're doing. Yeah, not only that, they, they'll never be able to generate enough electricity. Imagine living in... Uh, a place like, uh, well, Colombia, where they're going with their quote-unquote green energy. Uh, they'll never be able to supply enough electricity to charge all those cars. Bad deal no matter what. Gary, thank you for the call. Uh, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Brian just uh, sent me a message here. Uh, just because something is legal doesn't make it right, according to uh, Representative Jim uh, Clyburn. Uh, Democrat South Carolina on Face the Nation. 
The House Majority Whip was asked to respond to recent mass shootings in this country, including one at Chesapeake, Virginia, Walmart, and another at a gay rights or at a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs. Margaret Brennan, the host, noted that some of the killers had legally purchased weapons. What does that tell you about the efficacy of the federal law, she asked. It tells me all I need to know, Clyburn said, and that is that just because it's legal doesn't make it uh, the right thing. I tell people all the time the institution of slavery was legal, but it was not right. Just because they purchased these weapons legally doesn't mean that's what the law ought to be. We need to change these laws. Unfortunately, I'm going to be here in my district on Wednesday speaking at the funeral service. One of the young football players in the University of Virginia who died at the hands of the weapon that was, from all indications, legally purchased. Well, you know, I, I use this analogy repeatedly, but it's true. It's like saying we have to ban forks to protect fat people from overeating. You know, they're, they're getting high blood pressure, they're, they're having heart attacks, they're developing diabetes uh, because they're eating. And what do they all have in common? They eat with forks. Let's ban forks. That's the same stupid logic that, uh, that they're using. That's insane. I wish people would quit saying it's felons. I'm a felon for 30 years now. I can't and don't own a gun. I grew up hunting. I never used a gun for anything other than hunting. Not all felons are bad people. Some of us just did some stupid stuff when we were young. Well, Travis, I'm in your court. I really am. I think you you commit a crime, you do your time, uh, they rehabilitate you or they don't. If they don't rehabilitate you, you don't get out. If they think that they have, you do. And once they've turned you loose on society... You should have all of your rights restored because you are just as vulnerable as I am when you walk down the street. So I, I don't think um, just blanket uh, uh, banning of uh, felons owning guns makes sense. Uh, David says, when friends of mine uh, keep calling them assault rifle, I try to explain that many uh, so-called sport rifles have the same uh, motor as sedans. What? So sports cars, same motor as sedans, but they are uh, considered sport based solely on body style. Yeah, there are semi-automatic rifles that don't look like the AR-15. They're not painted as bad. All right, CBS, a revelation over at CBS, and I was off the yes, air. This is happened. the Gary Nolan Show.